welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Nicole. And on today's episode, I wanted to talk about lessons I learned the hard way so far. Now, this is a topic that could get a little touchy for me. It's something that I spoke about in the past in an article that I wrote on my website back, I want to say in 2017, or maybe 2016. I think it was 2017. And I was going through a lot in that year. And there were a lot of lessons that I learned the hard way. And this episode is going to sort of circle around that. And out of the five things I listed, I wanted to bring up three. So the structure of this episode is going to revolve around those three lessons I learned the hard way. And I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of a backstory on how I learned it. (laughs) the hard way. Okay. So let's get into it. So a hard lesson I learned the hard way was being an open book. And I know that sounds kind of contradicting because I have a podcast. So it's like, mm, you learned this lesson the hard way, yet you're doing the same thing you were doing before. But this is the difference. Back then, I was an open book. But in the sense that I thought everybody was my friend. Like anyone that would talk to me or want to be open with me or would ask me how I'm doing, I would just voluntarily just give up all this information on what I was going through in my life because I truly believe that everyone in my life had good intentions. And it sucks because I'm not saying that every person is bad. I know that people do things for different reasons. Who I am to my closest friend may not be who I am to a stranger. And it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It just means who I am to my best friend will never be who I am to to a stranger. And so I think I just held this high regard to everyone around me at this time of my life that I felt that if I could be vulnerable or be honest about what I was going through, that they would see that I was a real, genuine person and they would have good intentions for me. But in reality, it was just a way for them to know private information about me to then report to other people and update other people on the latest gossip about what I was going through in my life. And it's very heartbreaking because at the time, I was desperate for friendship and connection And I didn't receive that at all. It was a lot of fake people that just wanted to know the insides of my life to joke and laugh about. And you know something, maybe I wasn't that important at the time for them to feel that my business was that entertaining, but maybe it was enough for them to feel reassured in their lives because at the time I would post pictures of me traveling and me with my cute outfits And, you know, at the time I was fucking depressed, so I was super skinny with a fat ass. So um, I guess to some standard, I had a quote unquote nice body. And so maybe people felt like they needed to feel better about themselves, to feel reassured that although I projected this life on Instagram that made me look like I had it all together, but in reality I didn't, they felt reassured to know, well, actually she's kind of a fucking train wreck, so maybe we're good after all. Or maybe, you know, she's just a hot ass mess and I could feel better about myself. So the intentions of me 
wanting to open up to people and be vulnerable to make those connections were never reciprocated by the people that I would vent to, therefore leaving me drained, embarrassed, and feeling like shit because everyone knew that I technically wasn't at the place that I felt that I was and it just made everyone else feel better about themselves. And it's a really shitty feeling because I don't lie. I mean, I'm not saying I don't lie. I mean, sure, white lies here and there. I'm not trying to say that I'm like the highest quality of a person. I don't know. I feel like I'm being weird now. Um, This is the thing. I, what I put on Facebook and Instagram is on the surface, just like everyone else. There's a saying that goes, a picture says one truth and a thousand lies. And those thousand lies is the perspective that you personally have on the photo that you're looking at. So if I look at a picture of a girl laughing with a fucking glass of champagne in her hand, the lies that I am already telling myself from looking at this picture is... She has her life together. She's having fun. She has money. She's great. She's put together. She has it all. But the only truth of this photo is that she is literally sitting in that chair with a glass of champagne in her hand, smiling. That is the only truth. Everything else is perspective. So when I take photographs, I take pictures to take pictures. I'm not trying to sell you a dream. I'm not trying to give you a lie. I am not trying to sell you an idea. I'm just literally taking a picture that I feel good in that I want to post on Instagram. That's it. But I guess at the time, because I was traveling a lot, a lot of people already had this idea that I was put together Therefore, making them want to ask me questions about my life and what's going on and, oh, but like, how'd you do that? And how'd you do this? And how'd you save the money? And how much did that cost? And I was honest about everything because why would I lie? And now I understand it's not about lying. It's about being private and it's about protecting yourself. And I just had to learn the hard way that not everyone has your best interests at heart. And I know that sounds very common sense, but unfortunately, I didn't have that common sense because I would go on Facebook and I would see people post memes and quotes about how it's so hard to find real people and to make real connections and how everybody is fake nowadays. And I guess I just didn't want to be a part of that theme. So when people would ask me how I'm doing, I would genuinely answer and I would genuinely tell them what was going on with my life because I didn't want people to think that I was fake or that I was pretending like, no, this is what's going on in my life. I don't feel the greatest, but this is the truth. And ironically, it just fucking backfired and it was the worst feeling in the world. And so the lesson that I had to learn the hard way was just knowing to trust certain people on being vulnerable and sometimes you just have to put a fucking face and just be like I'm great and put a smile on and although it's exhausting it's better off protecting yourself from people who don't have the best intentions for you and let me tell you 
it's it could be kind of tough at times because I don't like to put on a face. I don't like to lie, you know? But at the same time, that's why I have this podcast. You know, it's therapeutic. I can vent, I can be honest, I can talk to whoever is listening who would have the best intentions for me because clearly they are taking the time out of their lives to listen in. Everyone else is just white noise. So if I can tell you anything, it's a, it would be just to be very selective on who you open up to. Even if you're not feeling the greatest, I'm not saying lie to yourself or lie to those around you. But if you're not feeling okay, it's okay to admit it. But it's also okay not to have to pour out the truths as to why you don't feel okay. And I don't know if that's the best advice. But it's the advice I have to tell myself because it's something that I had to learn the hard way into realizing that not everyone deserves every piece a part of you. Another lesson I learned the hard way was living life on a fucking credit card. I know this is pretty obvious, right? Well, guys, it wasn't obvious to me at 21. So growing up, I mean, as far as like from working at 16 and then, you know, gradually entering adulthood by 18, everyone always told me, don't do credit cards. Stay away from credit cards. Credit cards are bad, 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 bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. But then when I turn 18, everyone's like, well, what's your credit score like? Have you been working on your credit? Well, no credit is just as bad as bad credit. So what are you going to do about it? Oh, well, the only way you could, you know, get good credit is if you get a credit card. That's the best way to start. Like, okay, so you go from telling me to never get a fucking credit card to now telling me that the only way to improve my credit is if I actually get one. And so I get one. And I get fucking approved for like $3,000 at Capital One. And then I get approved for $700 through Chase. And then I get approved for $1,000 at a Macy's credit card. And then I get a new car. But at the time, I was living at home, and my mom didn't really charge me for any bills yet. So all of my money went towards paying off my credit cards and, you know, keeping up with my own little bills. And eventually, I was getting, like, approved for, like, a higher increase because I was working on my credit, and it was just great. Like, yo, my fucking credit was, like, over 700 It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And that's when I started getting caught up on traveling. Traveling entered my life. I realized this freedom that I had that I had to take advantage of. And I just went for it. And that's when it went downhill from there. And the reason why it did was because I would go on these trips, come back, And because I would be taking off a week off of work, a weekend, or even two weeks off from work, it would come down to making money and having to choose whether I pay my car insurance, car payment, and phone bill, or pay my credit card bill. And of course, when you come down to those choices, you're like, well, I would rather pay my car payment before I pay my credit card because at the end of the day... I need my car to get me to work. (laughs) But obviously by getting 
caught up with bills and getting behind because it eventually caught up to me. I didn't pay my credit card bills on time. Things started to shut down. I got, you know, you know, things just fell into collections and you can assume the rest. And I got caught up with a huge credit card debt. And now it came down to me having the worst credit score ever and now having to pay off that debt. Now, I've been good now. Fast forward like eight years later, I'm doing great (laughs) paying off the debt. I think I only have like one credit card left to pay off. That is technically in collections, which sucks because it's already damaged my credit. And, you know... Even if I pay it off, it really does nothing for me. It doesn't really put me in good standing. It just shows that I don't have any more accounts in delinquency, but it doesn't matter because it's already done its damage, which is also why it prolonged me to actually pay it off because at that point it's like, well, the damage is done. Fuck it now, you know? Um, But yeah, hard lesson to learn. And it's kind of a rite of passage for anyone in their 20s, which it shouldn't be, but it kind of is. It teaches you about money management and it teaches you it the hard way, which is how I learned. But you know something, in a sense, I'm glad that it did because the way that I spend my money now is far different than the way I used to spend it before. And the last lesson I learned the hard way, (laughs) hold please, this one's a little triggering for me. Because it's something that I still struggle with. Not because of the fact, but because it happened. I was cheated on. It's not something I'm proud of. It's not my fault that I got cheated on. I know that. And it has nothing to do with me. I understand that. However, the lesson that I learned the hard way was that it doesn't matter. And what I mean by that is it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter if you think you have the perfect body. It doesn't matter if your hair is nice or if your face is pretty or if your ass is fat or if your waist is small or if you have long legs or if you're petite or if you're short or if you have a body like Kim K or a body like Kendall Jenner or a body like a, any any person that you idolize or that you wish you had a body like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're fat doesn't matter if you're skinny. Don't ever think that you have to look a certain way in order to bag a guy or to think that that's what it would take to make him loyal. It doesn't matter. Because if he wants to cheat, he will. And ever since that happened, I no longer look at other women wishing I looked like them. Because I already know firsthand That it doesn't matter. Because the guy that cheated on me with the girl he cheated on me with looks nothing like me. And it's not to put her down. Although she knew what she was doing. Although she knew he was in a relationship. She didn't give a fuck. But when you put her and I side to side, and it's not to body shame, But her and I do not look alike. Her body is the opposite of mine. 
you could take that information and create whatever idea you want on your own. Look at me and imagine the opposite. Okay? Whatever the opposite looks like to you, that's up to you. But all I will say is her and I do not have the same body type. Yet, he still cheated on me with her. And that is everything you need to know to understand that it does not matter. And that was a lesson I had to learn the hard way. And I know it sounds shallow and narcissistic, but I think a part of me, because of society and because of what I believed in movies and music videos and Instagram and just the bottom line, I'm not saying that I led my life believing this idea, but you're kind of told that unless you look a certain way, it will guarantee you a worthy like man. Because at that, per- at that point, you would be considered worthy of the person correct? They tell you, lose weight, take care of yourself, look a certain way, and by then you will guarantee a great guy. That's why women lose weight. I'm not saying that's why all women lose weight, but I have heard women say, I need to lose weight. I need to find me a man. I need to lose weight. Or I'm not going to get what I feel that I deserve unless I look a certain way. I would have girls look at me and let dead ass say like, oh, I need, I, I need to do squats. I need to lose weight. I need to lose my tummy. I need to get my waist thinner. Already projecting the idea that they need to look a certain way to guarantee them a guy or a worthy like guy. And I am here to tell you, it does not matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. And it sucks. And it doesn't suck because I thought I would guarantee myself a great guy based on the way that I look, but I never thought that at the time I wouldn't be enough for the person that I was with because he clearly needed to find something else somewhere else. And that's the bottom line. So lesson I learned the hard way is that it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't guarantee anything, anything. And please, if there is anything I said in this entire podcast, please retain this. You don't have to lose weight. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to be a certain way. Because it does not guarantee a worthy quality person of a man or a woman. I don't know what you like. Just bottom line. It doesn't guarantee anything. So if you want to lose weight, do it for yourself. If you want to look a certain way, do it for yourself. But don't ever in your fucking life think that you have to look a certain way to guarantee yourself a guy who would love you or stay loyal to you based on the way that you look. Because I'm telling you, it doesn't fucking matter. And that is all. I have to say about that. And with that, I end the episode. These are lessons I learned the hard way. Listen, there are so many other lessons I have learned the hard way that I will get into much later. But I just want to tell you that I adore you and that I am here for you and that you are not alone. And if you had a, and if you have experienced this and if some piece of shit 
fucking guy ever told you, well, maybe if you weren't so fat, or maybe if you would have gone to the gym, or maybe if you would have eaten a little healthier, or maybe if you would have done this, or maybe if you would have done that, do me the favor, get some fucking pepper spray and spray it in his eyes, nose, and mouth, okay? Please and thank you, because he ain't shit, all right? Have you seen that meme that's been floating around on Instagram? It's kind of old at this point, but it's like, the kind of guy that expects a woman to look a certain way. And then when you look at the guy, he looks like a fucking whale. Or looks like the bottom of the barrel kind of dude. And he's like expecting the woman to look like a fucking Victoria's Secret model. When he looks like a gremlin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Okay? No. Absolutely not. Because I promise you, even if you would have gone the extra mile to even look equivalent to whatever standard they think is correct it still wouldn't guarantee that they'd be loyal or even a decent human being towards you. It doesn't fucking matter. Do it for yourself. And hopefully with that, will attract the right person for you. And that is all. I'm not going to get into a tangent. It's not about preaching. It's just about speaking the truth. And that's it. I wipe my hands clean. I love you. Stay safe. Thank you for tuning in. Please rate and subscribe. Grab your friend's phone. Grab your parent's phone. Grab your fucking coworker's phone. I don't I don't care what you have to do. If you're on the Apple podcast, give me a five-star rating. Leave a sweet review, please and thank you. If you're on Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, I don't know what you have. Rate, subscribe, do what you can. I appreciate it a ton. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. I adore you. Please keep tuning in every new episodes, every Mondays. <sighs> that is all. Thank you again. I love you. Stay safe. And I'll see you next time.